welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 47 today. How are you, Dad? Uh, I'm all right, Steve, yeah, yeah. We're getting a lot of rain. I'm sure everyone in the UK is uh, suffering at the moment. You know, we it just seems to be raining all the time. That's England for you. I know, I know. Fortunately, though, it's keeping me in, Steve. I'm, I'm hard at work. I'm they'll producing be, all the goods. They'll be all pleased then because you'll be working hard on more projects, so they'll be getting That's lots right. of things. Yeah. yeah, they Instead won't Instead of mind. going out in the sun, I'm... Uh, I'm working on them. Yeah, I've done a nice uh, sepia watercolour this week, Steve. You did? I, yes. Yeah, yeah. Looks yeah, great. Very hard. I'm looking forward to showing everybody. Yes. I don't think anybody's seen a sepia watercolour of mine. They've seen sepia uh, pastel pencils, but not sepia watercolour. Th- Big difference. I think you're right, actually. And uh, I've seen it and it looks amazing. So I can't wait to get that up on the watercolour site. So look out for that, everyone. That's coming your way. Now, Stephen. You had a bit of a, a, a nice surprise this week, didn't you, when you went to the Actors Centre? Tell everybody about it, because I think everybody would be interesting. I was a gobsmacked. Well, if anyone out there is a fan of Downton Abbey, I met the Mr Downton himself. I don't know his character's name, actually, because I don't watch it, but his name is Hugh Bonneville. He's the... Oh, they know him. He's yeah. the head guy of Downton Abbey. He's the, the, the guy that runs the whole thing he's he's the uh leading actor so i uh was fortunate enough to meet him on when was it tuesday or wednesday? wednesday no wednesday it was it was wednesday so yes uh, i wasn't interviewing him actually it was someone else but the interview itself is going to be out on my podcast that i do um for actors called don't be so dramatic which you can get on itunes for free for anyone out there that's interested um and it's no, a re- I'll tell you what, Steve, you want to put that on Facebook because people, I'm sure, would be interested in listening to that. Yeah, it was a really good interview and it was fascinating. It was done in front of a live audience and I was there recording and producing, but it was uh, someone else doing the asking of the questions. But the he was a really nice guy, really, really nice guy, and uh, his story is fascinating and it was a really, really good interview. So if anyone out there wants to uh, know a bit about Hugh Bonneville, then they can, uh, I'll, I'll let... I'll let you know on this podcast when it's up on that podcast because we've got to edit it first. I'm looking forward to it, Steve. I really am. Yes. And I'm sure everybody else will too. You're stepping up, aren't you, matey? Well, <laughs> the, the guests are getting better. Um, they are. We've, we've, got some, we've got some good people lined up. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be good. But I, I expect there's a fair few people out there that, that watch Downton Abbey. I didn't realise, but it's broadcast now in 200 countries, over 200 countries. Well, there you go. Now, so all, all of our friends worldwide, you know, all our American friends and Australian yeah. and Zealand friends, they're all going to say, oh, wow. <laughs> well, maybe. We know someone who's met. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in it yet. That would be good. <laughs> that would be a surprise. Anyway, yes, so that was good. But um, That was very exciting. Anyway. Let's crack on. Yeah, that does come back to uh, the worth again. Let's do it back to art. Let's have a look. The first, we're going to jump on to some feedbacks first. And the first feedback is from Wendy. Hi, Colin and Steve. Week 45 really helped with my question to Colin on Facebook about the foreground in my panda cub picture. I can't believe the coincidence that Christine also had a similar problem with a panda too. Amazing. I'm going to try the impressionist method. 
Wish me luck. It doesn't sound easy. Thanks, Colin. Well. But you and I both know how good that turned out. And anyone out there that hasn't seen how well it turned out, go onto Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Colin1940, Dad's Facebook page, and check out her picture. I, it was unbelievable. When I saw the original picture, because Wendy fa- put it on Facebook, um, I gave her a few tips then. I said, you know, you want to do this, that, and the other. And it just, by coincidence, it happened that that podcast came out at the same time. Yeah. So, she, of course, she's an avid listener of the podcast, so she listened to that, she did it, and then she put it on the um, on the Facebook, the new one. So you, you had the, the, uh, the original one, and then above it you had the... Uh, new one and I couldn't believe the difference if anybody really um, you know was to take heed of that it, it just shows and of course what happens is the panda stood out as you saw it it, it yeah. comes straight out at you didn't it straight away actually you could, you could notice that straight away um, I don't know it just it had that wow about it didn't it yeah, yeah. And you could really, when you looked at them, because if you click on it, you can, I think you can scroll down and you can see the one before. You can, you can, you can look backwards and forwards on the pictures and compare the two on Facebook, and you can mm. really see the difference there when you compare it to the other one. She's done a really good job. She did. Well done, her. Yes, and uh, I think you got her name right this time. What uh, Isabel? You mean? No, it was oh, Jessica oh, or oh, Wendy. Oh. You got the names mixed up, didn't you? <laughs> I know. I think you got that. a name right this time. No, I know it's Wendy. Don't I? Don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> I just—I had a senior moment then when yeah. I did that before. <laughs> it happens every now and again, like every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's uh, next one. Let's go. Uh, it's John from John. Uh, good morning. Great job with the new site. Uh, that's the watercolour site, I'm assuming. I'm enjoying the first lesson for the Castle Coombe. I think your renditions of Quinton's works are stunning. Can I interest you in doing his hollyhocks, Colin? Many thanks for what you do. So, hollyhocks, is that a, a Quinton you're familiar with? No, actually I'm not. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I shall find out about it. Um, I, I don't know that one, Steve, but I'm sure it'll be on the internet and I can find out about it. That's... uh, You'll never know. One day I might do it. I'm going to do quite a few more of the Quintons. Actually, the last one I did, I really liked doing that because I took a section of a picture rather than the whole picture and then I changed it. Oh, right. You know, just to suit me. That's uh, the Castle Coombe, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. That was the Castle Coombe, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it looked looked good. It looked good. Um, Well, actually, what I'm going to do, because... The, the internet is amazing i've actually pulled up the hollyhocks for you dad and I, if you just check oh, yeah. your yeah if you just check your emails um in uh just don't hit send and receive yet i tell you what we'll cut this so i'll cut this out of the podcast right there you go whoosh it's off there you go dad so you've got it now you should have it in your emails what do you think that's hollyhocks that is oh, it's very very nice yes um, I, what I would do there, Steve, I wouldn't do the whole thing, but I could do a section of that, yes. You could, could do, do the horse and cart, couldn't you? I could, and a little bit of the tree. There's too much tree for my liking. In that you know, the, foreground. In the corner. Yeah. Um, it take, it's taking over a little bit. So what I would do is trim that right down. Trim the tree, would you? you take yeah, that yeah I'd go and prune it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there, if you're, if you're on, at a computer, Google holly, hollyhocks. Quinton, and you'll see the picture we're looking at. Um, yeah. and there's some lovely uh, colours in the uh, in the flowers there, there, isn't there? There are, yeah. Yes, it's a well kept garden. 
Yes, and it's but it, and that would of course satisfy all the um, flower people, wouldn't it? I did there. There's plenty the flower of flowers people. there. Yeah, yeah, good. So uh, thanks for that suggestion. We always like suggestions, don't we? Oh, we do. Yes. Well, that's what we're here for. And as I say, it's marvellous this wizardry that we can do this and do that and do that. You go on the internet and you. Pull it up, send Bring it, to it over to me, and there we go. Anyone out there can Google it and see it for themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's great. That's thank you for that, John, and uh, it's good feedback. I think we've got a question coming up from you in a moment, so we'll jump on that. And uh, if you've got any feedback, then you can send it through to either of us, either through the Colin Bradley Art.co.uk website or straight to Dad Colin at BradleyGallery.co.uk. Now I've got one, Steve. Here you've got a question. I have, yeah, it's unusual for me to do it, but I've got a question that Isabel sent in. Okay. She says, hi, hi, Colin, I wonder if you'd give me some hints on painting black dogs so that young ones don't look old. For example, if the light falls on the muzzle, it can look like the dog is a lot older than when it, you paint it. What's the best way to deal with this, please? Now, the thing is, we've had this before where you have a black dog and you want to make it look old or you don't want to make it look old. Yeah. Now... It's all to do, obviously, with the hairs. If you see an old dog, you, you've got a lot of grey hairs, like we all have, you know, as we get older, we've got a lot of grey hairs on us. And dogs are no uh, exception. What you do, though, is you, with the, the difference between um, putting white on for hair and putting white on for shine, the difference uh, is that the shine itself is smooth and it goes... And you can obviously see a difference. Now, when you've got a, if you've got a, a young dog, you'll have quite a lot of shine on it. Right. You know, it'll be young and it'll be the, the coat that would be glossy. Right. When you get an older dog, it's not so glossy. Right. It's like having, you know, our skin. You'd get a young person and they're going to they're gonna have lovely skin. You get an old fogey like me and I've got terrible skin, you know. <laughs> And it's going to get worse as we get older. And it's the same with the dog. Right. The same thing happens. It loses its luster. So this is something you've got to be mindful of. And if you really want to make a dog look old, um, which is a bit counterproductive, I think, if someone's got a, a dog and they, they love it to bits, uh, sometimes it's a good idea to go easy on the grey hairs do Don't make him look too old, yes. No, you've got to make it look like the dog, but kind of you know, give him a little trim of grey hair. Don't make it quite so obvious. Yeah. But but what you would do then is you deliberately put the grey grey hairs on, or the white hairs. It would be it wouldn't be grey. It would be white because if you um, use a very sharp pencil, you can get those hairs on top of the black. Yes. yes but of yes, course, yes. it would look grey rather than white because you're hitting black. Yeah. That's what I would do. Um, so, if you want to make it look young it, and you want to make it look glossy, how would you apply it in a different way? You, you do different. Well, techniques. you would do yes, because you're you're then looking at shine and right. the shine uh, on on a dog. You would put um, white, light grey, and then the darker greys and the black on, and then you can put the white and the greys back on again. Okay. Um, people, people, I've only got to go to the. Um, and I don't know whether we've done a black uh, animal on Not, the member's site. I don't site. think I on think the member's site. No, I mean you've done uh, Oprah Win- 
Yes, and you've done Oprah, Win- Oprah Winfrey's black hair, which I know is human hair, but um, the colours might be similar. Same, same idea, yeah. Um, mm. The uh, the the Black Labrador is a great project, though. That's that's a workshop mm. pack on your store, but the uh, it might be an idea. Maybe you could do a, a Black Labrador or a Black Dog. For well, no, you did Purdy, which is black and white. Yes, yeah. So yeah. There's... there's plenty of examples of, of how to use black and how to get that shine. Yeah. Um, and the black Labrador um, that I've done on the site would have been a young dog. Yes, a, yeah, you know, it's a, that's a lovely uh, picture. Mid, Mid-age, I would think, sort of seven or eight years old, I would think, looking at it. Yeah. Um, so that would be the answer to that uh, question. Um, and it's a question, really, what you have to do is when you, if you're taking a photograph, have a photograph given to you, you're looking at that photograph, that will have all the, all the information in it. You just have got to interpret it. Right. And uh, it would, it's not too difficult. Okay. Good. Good. I hope that helps. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> um, okay, brilliant. Well, thanks for that, Isabel. The next one we have is from John, and it's a watercolour uh, there's a few questions in this email from John. So uh, let's start with the first one and we'll stop at each one and you can give your answer. Uh, Colin, right. I've been working on the Castle Coon project and I'm completely enthralled by it. Thanks to you, I'm learning quite a bit about colour and paints and how they interact and react with each other. And all the while, I am hugging myself with delight. Well, we're glad. We're delighted to hear that, uh, John. Um, I have a few questions for you and would like to car- clarify a few things. You use a green taken from a pan in your palette. What green is it? It was sap green. Sap green. Yeah. Can I just can I go on a bit about that? Because sap green is my all-time favourite colour. Oh. It's a colour that is neutral. You know, sometimes you get greens that have got a little blue in them, mm. um, and they can look very artificial if you're not careful. The sap green is a very natural colour. Now, if you were going to put, uh, if you wanted a bluey green, for instance, what you would do then is you'd use the sap green and then add the blue greens to the sap green as opposed to them on their own. It's a bit like, look, you know, when you put a harsh colour on with a pastel pencil, like red, um, you know, it, it's too harsh. So you have to, you usually have to subdue it somewhat by putting an undercolour with a pastel pencil. Now, you can't do that. With watercolour, you have to mix on your palette. Mm. So I use a sap green as my base colour. And from that, I do use Viridian, for instance, which is that sort of bluey green. Mm. Uh, but it would go on top of the sap green. It wouldn't be on its own. Right. On my pictures, anyway. Okay. So um, sap green is a very good colour. Or if I couldn't compare it with um, pastel pencils, 168. Okay. Same, same, same colour. Great. All right. Excellent. Good, good, good. That's the first question. Secondly, if I want to enlarge my project, at what size does it become unruly and inappropriate? For example, if I double the size, then obviously everything, more or less, would need to be doubled, including the size of the brush used, probably. Mm. So how, yep. how are we about that? Um, yeah. Well, um, generally speaking, when I'm doing... A picture on the video I do it a5 size or thereabouts yeah. now the reason I do that is because of time right. by having a smaller picture it doesn't take me long to do it yes. if I had to fill twice as much space up then it would be become 
uh, awkward. And the other reason I do it is because of the videoing. I mean, a, quite a cramped area, as you know, Steve. Yeah. And if I had too big a picture, it would be too difficult to do. So that's why I do it now. I do a very detailed picture. This is what John's getting at, I think. And if I had an, if I'm working on A5, generally speaking, I tell people to go to A4. Yeah. Um, for instance, the last picture, the sepia picture which we've done, now I did that in A5 size, but actually you would have got it and the the line drawing I sent to you would have been A4 size. Yes. Okay? It's not double the size. You can't say it double the size because uh, it, it, it's, it's, you get two A5s to one A4. Yeah. So it's not double. Otherwise it would be four times, you see what I mean? Yeah. So now, the, coming back to the question about the paintbrush... If I'm using, say, an O-gauge brush for some detail on my um, A5, you really do need something like a 1, Yeah, I would say. I wouldn't go up, I wouldn't go too big, because a 1 brush would be equivalent to an O or a double O, a double o if uh, you see me using a small brush. Yes. And it's pro rata, Steve. If I'm using a 4, then a 5 or a 6. Okay. Just jump up one size. Yeah. He says here, using the number four brush to do the trees seems an ideal size. What would you say to that? Uh, it's ideal size if I'm using a smaller. Um, if I'm using um, if he's, if he's, an if he's A5, making I would it... say yes. But if he's using it, if a he four. wants to make it bigger, yeah. then he can use a five or even a six. Okay. Right. It's what suits you. The other thing about it, if you get a, a sable brush, for instance, um, they've got a point on them. And you can find that you can do very small areas, even with a, a point. You've got to have a sable brush for this, though. Right. Just an ordinary nylon brush won't work. It's got to be a good quality sable brush to be able to do that. But you can get away with a large brush. The reason I use large brushes uh, is because it holds more water. Oh, really? Yeah, if I'm using a little a little double-oed gauge brush or a triple-oed gauge brush sometimes when I'm using tiny little detail i have to keep dipping in the water all the time because it doesn't hold anything yeah of course it's tiny yeah mm. so yeah. that's the reason that's a, there's a lot to the question and, yeah um, well that's uh let's have a look by how much well he says he goes on to say by how much can i enlarge before i would need to move on to a larger sized brush and still maintain the exact look and feel of the painting well we've kind of answered that but it would be a4 you would recommend I'd always recommend A4. Yeah, if I'm using, if I'm working on A5, go to A4. Yeah. Okay. I don't think people would find it very easy to do what I do. Not really, really tight. A, A5 is quite small. It is. Yeah. Okay. He goes on to say, you go straight into the sky with a weak wash. What blue do you use? It appears from the video that it's ultramarine or maybe cobalt. Uh, cobalt. 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 Mm. Mm. Yes, it's interesting this one too, because in pastel pencil I use cobalt blue. Yes. In uh, the watercolour, I use ultramarine. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. There's a very slight difference between those two colours, though. But, of course, you're not using raw. You're using, I water it down considerably yes. when I'm using the sky. Yes. He says, I have seen many demonstrations on the net, and they all advise to paint on a wash of water first and then apply the pigment. This, the same applies to the church. Are there any advantages either way? Um, Bone of contention again. It's 
some people like it one way, some people like it another. I know several people who have written to me and they always wash their paper first. With water? Just wash yeah, over it yeah. and then apply yeah, a pigment? Just, it breaks the surface tension of the paper, you see, that way. Right. And then you let it dry completely before you work on it again. And it works okay oh. that way. I've never done it that way. And I know quite a few artists that don't do it that way. They, they, they prefer doing it straight on. Uh, I, I think like everything else, people have got to find their own. They've got to try it both ways. On spare paper, just play with it and see. Do a sky, just a piece of on a on a piece of um, uh, mast masking tape or, or the sticky tape, brown sticky tape, on just a small piece of paper and try it that way. Try it yeah. with on without. So there's not any particular advantages you, you can see either way, but it's down to a personal preference really to see what suits yeah. the artist absolutely yeah okay. okay cool well the last thing uh, john says goes back to pastel pencils he says i had the opportunity to purchase some derwent pastel pencils locally and i've been working on the goldfinch i must report that i am disgusted with this product every really? single every single one of them shattered as i was working with them and or broke as i was sharpening them I know how to get a sharp point using a blade, so it was not a question of how I was doing it, and to do fine detail is a real chore and very annoying to have the point shatter, and some were more explosive than others. Mm -hmm. I varied the pressure and angle, but all had the same result. So I will shelve them and wait until the pit pass pencils arrive. Absolutely. Well, the difference would be absolutely amazing. You, 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 won't be able to, you won't be able to put the Faber down after using Derwin. When people have got Derwin pencils, they usually say, well, you know, I'll chuck them away or put them in the bin or, or give them away. And I usually say, don't do that. Hang on, because they can still be used with the pit pastels. They can use for fill-ups. They can, there's nothing wrong with the pastel itself. It's just the consistency. Yeah. Because it's... Yeah. It, and people that... I know people, and I know professional artists that use Derwin. What we don't do, they don't do it like I do. Right. They do it. They do it sketchy, and they don't need those details. Yes, we do. Everything we do is fine detail, and we we get the results that we get you because need... the pit pastel creates that uh, for us. You... Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Well, there's a. I've run a, a poll on the website at the moment, just saying what pastel pencils does, does everyone use, and obviously the top one is Faber Castell. Um, with 42, volt, uh, vol 42 votes, and the second one is Derwent with 16, um, and three people have voted Carbothello. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just interesting. Obviously, you know, we favour, you favour the, the Faber-Castell, and that's, in, you know, in our opinion, the best. But it's interesting people still using Derwent. And like you say, you know, it's, they're good to have. You've bought them. You might as well Oh, absolutely. Use, use them. them. I don't use them, and I don't use Carbothello either, simply because uh, I'm I'm using um, I'm, I'm videoing. I'm doing a video. It's no good me bringing a, uh, a strange Carbothello in and saying, "Oh, you know, this is what we're using, folks." Oh, I haven't got that. You know, I haven't got that. I'd go. I have to go and buy it. It's much easier for me to use Faber Castell and yeah. stick to that. But I've got to say, if I was doing my own work uh, independently of that, I would probably use a mixture of Carbothello. I don't think I'd really use Derwent, in fairness. Uh, I've never really got on with them at all. But Carbothello, I've got a whole host of Carbothello, which I can actually draw on. Draw on. <laughs> 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 I've made a pun, Steve. <laughs> oh, you're too funny, Dad. 
I? I think everybody around the world are laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, laughing at you, not with you. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, anyway, um, okay. Well, that's all the all the questions we've got really for this week. All we got time for really, um, as we're doing it over the the web. So we won't uh, won't take any more time up. But it, all that's left to say is. If you're listening to this on the Friday when the podcast is going out, then you have precisely a day, the day of the 8th of November, the Friday. And if you listen to this after, unfortunately, you've, you've you know, too late, I missed, missed it, yeah. unless you've uh, already signed up. You can um, sign up to be a lifetime member on colinbradleyart.co.uk. And if you sign up on today, the date is the 8th of November when this podcast is being released. You get entered into a prize draw where you can win one of Dad's artwork. Yeah. One of Dad's pictures. They all know what it is now, don't they? They do. Tiger Cup and uh, Purdy the Dog. So you've got... That's right. uh, There's two prizes. We've done a second prize, added a second prize to it. So there's two two people are going to win either of those pictures and we're going to do the draw tomorrow, which would be the, the, the 9th. Uh, on the Saturday, I'm going to draw the two names out of the hat and good luck to everyone. So, if you're listening to this on the 8th, get signing up. And it'll be winging its way from the beginning of next week. Yes. To, to wherever you are in the world. Wherever you are, it's coming to you. And um, yes, so, and we've obviously mentioned a few times the Watercolour Made Easy site. Check, check on that. Uh, it's com. Watercolour spelt the British and Canadian way. I didn't know the Canadians spelt it C-O-L-O-U-R in Waterloo. I didn't know that, Steve, either. No, so that's interesting. So um, mm. hello to all our Canadian listeners. And um, yes, that's it, really. We mentioned the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Colin1940, youtube.com slash Colin1940 for a ton of 209 or 200, I don't know why, uh, 226, I think, maybe the videos now that are on there. Um, They're going up. I can't keep track track of them now. Every time I go on, there's a new one. There's another one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, anything else left for you to say? I don't think so. I've got to get back to work here, actually, Stevie. We've got more more to do, more pictures to Uh, do. Yes, I'm still working hard on a secret secret one at the moment. You won't allow me to talk about it, so I won't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, not yet, but it's it's a cracking picture and I've seen uh, I've seen the progress so far, everyone. So you're I think it could be possibly the best subject other than the prowling tiger, which I still maintain is my favourite picture of all time. So good. I'm glad you glad you liked it, Steve. It's gonna be really, really good. I can't wait for people to see that. Okay. Uh, well, that's it then for this week. If you've got a minute, I'd just like to say it would be great if you could write us a review on iTunes, rate us out of five stars if you've enjoyed listening to the show and it, it bumps us up the rankings, which we like. Other than that, we'll see you all next week. So thanks everyone yep. for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. Well, I guess you're going to have to go back to being a social recluse now, Dad, seeing as it's raining every day. You have to stay indoors. I know, I know. But I'm not getting my exercise, Stephen. My arms, my hands are, but my legs ain't. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>